Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Meseches Gittin is daf Memtes 49. We begin towards the top of Memtes Amud Aleph. We're going to have three sections in the daf today. The first section really is a continuum of yesterday where Abai explained the contradiction between, the apparent contradiction between the Mishnah that states that it's Tikkun Oilam that there's a rabbinic injunction in order to pay with idis if you damage, and the fact that the Torah says, which implies that it's a da'araisa rule and not rabbinic in nature. So yesterday, Abayi answered this contradiction by telling us that this is like the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael, who holds that on a da'araisa level, if somebody damages, they're responsible to pay with metav of the damagee, of the nizik. And Abai explained, as the Gemara resolved, the Machlokas Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva in regards to payment for damages in a scenario where the metav of the nizak, of the damagee, is equivalent to the ziburis of the mazik. So according to Rabbi Yishmael, you pay with the metav of the nizak, which means you can get away on a daraisa level with paying with a ziburis that you own. According to Rabbi Akiva, on a Dairaisa level, you have to pay with Metav of the Mazik. And therefore, our Mishnah in the Pasuk, there's no contradiction, because the Mishnah is saying, but on top of that, Rabbi Yishmael said, on a rabbinic level, you have to also pay with Metav of the Mazik to prevent people from uh, damaging. That's the rabbinic idea. So, the Gemara continues on this note today and explains to us what's the basis of the Machlokis on a Torah level. So, there's Xer Shava of Sadis Sada that implies, according to Rabbi Yishmael, that it's metav of the nizik, and Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva, uh, he uses the word, as the Pasuk seems to imply, metav sadeu yeshalim, it's the one who's paying, he has to pay with his metav. Rabbi Yishmael uses that Pasuk to teach a scenario where the ziburis of the mazik is not equivalent to the metav, the idis of the nizik, so there he'd actually have to pay the higher grade field because he can't get away with paying less quality than what the metav of the nizik is worth. Okay, and the Gemara goes on in this section and discusses what Rabbi Kiva means when he says, Kal lehektish. Ultimately, it concludes that he holds like the opinion of Rabbi Shem that if somebody damages hektish, he's responsible to pay Nezek Shalim. If his shore damages the shore of hektish, he pays Nezek Shalim for the first time. And if hektish's ox damages his, it's exempt. However, this is not the limit of the machlok between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yishmael, as is clear from the wording of the original Brisa, as well as from the following Brisa. And that's the end of the first section, as well as the understanding of the Mishnah and the Psukim in accordance with Abai's explanation. Now we move on to Memtesim Abayz now, and Ravina gives us another resolution to this question. He explains the words Tikkun Oilam in the Mishnah, really it follows the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who holds that Midar Raisa, you need to pay with Idis Demazik, the Idis of the damager. When it says Tikkun Oilam, it doesn't mean it's a rabbinic halacha to pay with idis. Rather, it means it's giving us the reason for the Daraisa as Rabbi Akiva's explaining this idea with the principle of his student, Rabbi Shimon, who holds where Dorish time of the Kura, we expound psukim based on their reasonings. And the psukim 
that say metav sadeh metav karma yeshalim that you pay when you damage with the best of your your field. The reason for that, the Mishnah is stating, as the Gemara shows us from the following Brisa, the reason that the Torah requires you to pay with the best of your field is that so somebody who is thinking to damage someone else, or as the Brisa says it, to steal from somebody else, will say, what's going to happen is the Chachamim are going to come and take away the best of my properties, which is the law, metav sedeh, metav karma yeshalim. So I'll just refrain, so it's a preventative measure. In a similar way, the reason by uh, Balchov, the Brisa says, you pay with bainerness, because it creates a balance where lenders won't seek out people in tough financial situations who have great quality fields in order to eventually collect them. If they would be allowed to collect from Idis, that would be what happens. On the other hand, they're not restricted to collecting only from Ziburis because then they won't want to lend in the first place. And finally, we have a machlokis about Ksuvas Ish, or Buddha says you collect from Ziburis like our Mishnah says, and a Rimeir argues like he argued in our Mishnah, says you collect from Bainanis, but the reasoning for Yehuda and the Tana of our Mishnah is because a woman is more keen on getting married, she'll get married even though she knows that uh, she'll get Ziburis in the end. And the final point of the Brisa is, the husband has to pay her Ksuva, and she doesn't pay him a Ksuva, even if she is somewhat the cause of the divorce, because at the end of the day, he's the one who has the ability to withhold the get if he wants to. He's in the position of power, she's the vulnerable one, so Chazal only were Masak and Ksuva towards her and not for him. Okay, final section of the day now. The Mishnah had told us, and the Brisa told us, Ksuvas Ish is paid out, paid out from Ziburis. It's been a Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi argued, but we're going to focus in on that because that's the Psak, seemingly. The Gemara quotes an opinion of Marzutra, who limits this Psak, Marzutra Breder of Nachman. He says it's only true that Ksuvas Ish is paid out from Ziburis if she's collecting from the estate, from the Yisomim after the death of the husband. However, if it's a Grusha who's getting her Ksuva from her husband, then she collects like a Balaschov from Benanis. Gemara brings three questions against this. We'll go through them now. So the Mishnah, first the Mishnah says, because it was from Ziburis, and Chaira, it's talking about where she's collecting from the husband, because if it was talking from the Yisom, there's no Chiddush about Ksuva. Anyone who collects from the Yisom has to pay from, has to collect from Ziburis. So the Gemara says, no, the Chiddush from Ziburis, when it's Ksuva Sishas, you may have thought because of Chena, in order to facilitate marriages, that women will see favor in the husbands, meaning they'll want to marry them. Maybe they'll collect from Bainanis. This will be more of an impetus for them to get married. Kamash Malo, we're not worried about that. Even Ksuva Sishas is only collected from Ziburis, and it's talking about from the estate. Okay, proof number two, the Gemara tells us is that there's a machlekis about this, and Rameyer actually says that Ksuvas Ish is collected from Bainanis. Now, Luchaira, again, he's not talking about from the Yisoma, because there we said in the Mishnah that you could only collect from the estate after the father dies from Ziburis. So Luchaira would be, then it comes out, that also the one who argues is talking about where he's collected from the estate, and yet you can only collect from Ziburis. Um... Then it has to be that the argument is where they're collecting from the husband. And to collect from the husband, Rabbi Yehuda would seem to come out. You collect from Zibur. So says, no, really, it's talking about where you're collecting from the Yisomim. Um, and Rameyer holds that even though you're collecting from Yisomim, because of this issue of Chena, he actually agrees with this issue of Chena, to facilitate marriages, the Ksuvas Isha collected from the Yisom could also be collected from Benanis. Final question, the Gemara says against Marzotra, is that the first clause of our Mishnah groups together Idis for payments of Nizakin, Bainanis for payments of Balei Balichov, and Ziburis for payments of Ksuvas Isha. The Gemara says, L'chara, what is it talking about? It can't be talking about where you're collecting from the estate because why would the Nizakin and Balichov collect from anything other than Ziburis if you're collecting from the estate? Must be you're collecting from the man himself. And the Gemara says, L'chara, you see 
that the Ksuvas Dishas from Zibur is Kashan Marzutra. The more answers, no, really it's talking about after the death of the husband. However, there was a unique scenario here where the father-in-law, means the father of the husband, accepted on himself not just to be an Arev, a guarantor to these different debts or payments, but he accepted even to be a Kablan. A Kablan is a very high-level guarantor. Essentially, it's like making the son who's getting married like a Shliach and the father takes responsibility to pay off should the son not be able to. So the son dies, he doesn't have money to pay up. So now the Gemara explains as follows. Regarding the Nizakin and Balichov, those payments could have been collected while the son was alive because that's not something that necessarily follows death. And therefore, when the father covers that, he has to pay from Idis and Bainanis like the son would have paid when he was alive. However, regarding Suvas Isha, which is only now being collected because the son died, so there it follows the rule of the Yorshim, of the Yisomim, who pay from Ziburis, even though the, the grandfather in this case is covering the debt. The Gemara just finishes off and tells us that the reason the Kablan here would dedicate himself, even though the implication is the son doesn't have anything, and we're going to learn tomorrow that there is a sheet who says that a Kablan does not dedicate himself and uh, be is not responsible unless at the time of the loan the actual borrower, etc., had some property. Is Either he really had property but it got lost, or father will actually dedicate himself beyond the normal halachas of a Kablan, even if the son in this case has no property at the time of the debt, i.e. the marriage that creates the debt of Ksuva, because the father will naturally accept such a debt beyond the normal laws on himself. And we're stopping the bottom of Tesimut Beis. Ezra Shem, we're going to pick up tomorrow with Daf Nun. Everybody have a wonderful day.